Hello, and welcome to episode number 196 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create community, build connection, and make your difference in the world. This podcast is brought to you by Syndable, which is the all-in-one social media management tool that my agency uses every day to plan and schedule out our social media posts, as well as look at social media results and analytics. Try them out for yourself for free by going to onlinedrea.com slash Syndable. And all of the links that we mentioned today will be in the show notes as well, including that Syndable link. You can find it at onlinedrea.com slash 196. We have a super special guest that I'm about to bring on the show in a moment. But if you're new here, I do want to invite you to check out our free course. If you're looking for an A to Z start to finish way to tackle social media marketing, this is it. This mini course will take you from planning to managing to growing your Instagram account or any social media account that is your focus. And we have some super sweet goodies in there. We've got done-for-you posts, we've got Canva templates, and more. This is like our Costco sample version of what's inside of our program. So grab your sample, gobble it up for free 99 at onlinedrea.com slash free. All right. So today we have special guest Chris Ward on the show. And Chris is widely recognized as the leading authority in building your business by leveraging your time, team, and super toolkits. Chris is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their win team. What is next? Using her signature super tool kit so that you can get your idea from idea to execution and really make your ambitions come alive. After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was thankful to see that her business had not only survived her absence, but was thriving. Now, Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. She has been interviewed by one of the original Sharks on Shark Tank. She has been on ABC's The Secret Millionaire. Oh, he was on no, ABC's yes, Secret yeah. I was- <laughs> James. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, she's honestly been a powerhouse social media user, which is why I wanted to bring her on the show today. Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, I am pumped to be here, Andrea. Pumped. I'm super excited to dive into your story because you have a really genuine approach to just communication in general. Um, One of the things that stood out to me was you sent me this video. I think it was to inviting me to come on your podcast. I can't remember what the video was specifically, but it's so memorable to me because you, it was like a customly made thing just for me. I felt so like special when you sent it. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But let's start at the beginning, you know, talk to us about your story and how you started your business. Yeah. So like so many entrepreneurs, the first couple of years I was working as as an entrepreneur, I was working insane hours, like crazy. Right. And so I started as a marketing strategist almost 15 years ago. 
now. And, uh, you know, two years of sleep, and I started to notice that I had a little bit of an edge to me. I wasn't the warm individual that I was <laughs> fondly remembering. And I started to look around and the people that were supporting me the most, I was being a little bit short with, I was always tired. And so moving the story forward, I just thought this cannot be, I can't sustain this. So I was able to move the demands of my business from 16 hours a day down to six. Now that did not happen overnight. I'm really accelerating the story, but understand that it could be done. And that's a whole story in itself. But as you mentioned in the intro, luckily I did, because it was a couple of years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I'd been pulled away from the business for about two years. Now, when I returned after his passing, my existing clients had no idea of my absence because that's just not how we operated his journey. It was just not the attention I needed. We were very positive in nature and all types of things like that. So it was a real shock to them and the local business community. And so they started to approach me under the fragility of life saying, well, if you could be away and we didn't know, maybe you could help me get to my kid's soccer game. Maybe I could stop working 24 seven and slinking away like a drug addict on a Sunday, just trying to get one more email in. Right. And so I, of course, had this new appreciation for, oh my gosh, you know, your business should support your life and not consume it. Right. And so I started working with them under that capacity. And one thing led me to another. And I started to realize that so many of you guys out there look great on paper and you you look like, okay, my business is alive and I've been doing this for five years, but you're still grinding it out much harder than you ever thought you would at this point. Or you, you know, white knuckling it, bloody knuckles, the whole bit, staying up after the last family member goes to bed and getting up earlier. So I just said, how can I help more people? So it started with the book and it, it really just blossom from there, the different coaching opportunities and now our winner's circle. Oh my gosh. Out of necessity. I do feel, um, I feel that a little bit personally as I'm headed into a new season in life. And I think it's something a lot of business owners are starting to examine, especially in the online space where we feel on all the time and available Mm. all the time. So how can we carve out those boundaries? Um, and specifically, you know, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? You know, you mentioned you leverage team as a part of this and, and your toolkit. Talk to us about how this process works. Yeah, it's really important. So what we focus on is what I sort of like a bar stool, the three things that can keep your balance is your team, your time, and what we call our toolkits, our super toolkits. So the team is, listen, let's start there. We believe in what we call a win team, a what is next team. So you can get to what is next, what is next. So fundamentally, I have found that all the corporate world or anything we've experienced as employees really is based on a parentified system, right? You know, imagine you hire someone and then you give them responsibilities and you sort of are hovering over, checking on that, like a parent to a child or a teacher to a student. And these are the experiences we've had when we were in the employees. And that's why we got bored with it. It's like, okay, I'm being monitored and parented and that type of thing. So that to me is upside down. I believe your team should manage you, right? And that I believe that also that you should be in 60%, what we call our win formula, 60% execution mode so that you can always get to the next thing and the next thing. Because when you're doing repetitive admin work and admin is really the enemy of income where execution, you know, is that's how you get to the, the next idea, the next project and the next revenue. But when you're trapped in that web of admin, you know, it just chokes the business and it slows everybody down. So we want to look at that win formula of 60-40. And when you have a win team, a what is next team, 
they not only allow you to constantly be moving forward, but they too have to have space so that they can support your next project, whatever that next thing is. Because you guys all know, you as an entrepreneur, it's like you climb a mountain only to get a better view of the next mountain, right? When I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day, I was certain when I got that out, there should be parades in the street, I'd be fine. I have arrived. Oh my gosh. And now all I look at that is, and I'm appreciative of it, but the first thing I see is, oh, that is part one of a three-part series. I got to get that second book out. Like, if you know, never satiated with it, right? So we talk about the win team and then we lean into, okay, what does that, you know, what does that look like? Your, your time and your, your, your team. And then the super toolkits, those are what I would, people misunderstand that and think they're like standard operating procedures, but standard operating procedures are usually never written for the end user in mind. They're usually static in nature and they're usually uh, written to cover liability where our super toolkits are these breathing documents that constantly compress our efficiency. So we can always get to more and more. What is next? What is next type deal? Yes. Okay. I love the idea of having this Barstool balance approach where, you know, we've got the support we need to maintain our business. And I'd love to talk about what this looks like in a practical sense, especially for social media. I know a lot of people listening are either looking to support their clients with social media or they desperately need the social media support. Um, But oftentimes it's very customized to, you know, personal brands or, or smaller businesses. So how do you take this win strategy and apply it to something like social media? Well, there's so many ways you can look at it. It really just depends the nature of your business, the nature of your interest and your time. So what I would say is if you're somebody that loves being all up on it in social media, and it really is loves being in front of the camera and you want to do reels every day and you want to do all these things, then first of all, you'd be looking at your super toolkits to support that you have the freedom. So there'll be other things taken off your plate. So you have the freedom to be in front of that camera. In my case, Everything that I do, the priority for anything I do is what I call FaceTime. So if I'm sending like you a video, video Andrea, to connect with you, that has to be my face. Because like you said, I, I made it very custom to you. I was trying to get your attention. You you know, really dominate your, your, your corner of the market. And I really needed to cut through the noise. So that has to be really set up so it's my face. Having said that, you know, when I started doing this, and we have a super toolkit for that, when I started doing that, say a year ago, and I wanted to reach out to someone in particular, that might take me an hour or so. But now the prep work that's done for me, I can do it all. If I could reach 15 people in 15 minutes because of the prep, that's the ideas to execution that's set up for me. So all I have to do is show up and get ready. And here's my FaceTime. Here's what I'm going to do and say, boom, boom, boom. So even when it does have to be you, it can be prepped so that there's less of you in it. And bear with me, if you, if you'd like an an example, I'll share this with you. Yes, please. A client of mine who was an interior designer, she came to, we connected and she said, Chris, you don't understand. I walk into a room and I just see the room differently. And that's not something that I can systematize. I just see, oh, this goes over here and that goes over there. We can edit the furniture. And it's this very creative process that only I can do was her claim. Right. And I said, okay, let's take a look at that. So We examined it and her average home visit was about two hours. So we started working with her and over a six month period, 
we were able to do a bunch of pre and post work. And really people, we live in a copy and paste world. So we were able to take these two hour appointments and we were able to put it through the super toolkit. And all of a sudden these appointments are now 40 minutes to an hour max. And there was stuff done that she didn't think, oh, it could be done ahead before she showed up and it was, and et cetera. So move it a year ahead. Now what happens is she just books her morning appointments to go into the homes. The afternoons, pre-COVID, of course, she is on major speaking platforms with people from HGTV. She's on a lot of podcasts. Like She really penetrated the marketplace and became an authority in her corner of the world because now she just schedules all afternoons and does that where she says herself, not in a million years would that have ever happened. She just would have kept grinding it out and doing what she did because she thought that ownership was so personalized. And, it, and, and in her case, it is, but there's stuff we can do pre and post, putting it through the super toolkits, making it efficient, consistent, and having the win team support her. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this idea of like prep work and showing up in that FaceTime piece. I think, especially, you know, when we apply this to social media, we're creating videos, we're, you know, putting ourselves out there, but that doesn't need to be all us, right? Like we can definitely get a team to support with that um, and have that freedom that your client has of creating more opportunities, right? Going out and, and doing more things for the business. And, and if I can add to that, Andrea, well, I want to add to that is if you're like me or so many of you guys out there that are so driven, you'd say, no, no, I can get it all done. And I did get it all done. That's fine. But what happens is these videos are, you're, if you're like me, you're like, oh, I'm showing up and I'm smiling, but there's a tension in my jaw because I'm rushing and I had to re-record the video two times because I didn't show up with the win team supporting me in that win formula of 60% execution. So I'm getting stuff done and I'm putting it out there, but it's not my best foot forward. So that's another thing. Maybe you're getting it out there, but could you enjoy it more? Could it be better quality? Could it be more consistent? And could you sort of stop fooling yourself and you think you're fooling others by how you're showing up when you're what I self-diagnose as a Russiaholic? I'm a recovering Russiaholic. <laughs> Oh yes. And, and especially when you have that pressure of, you got to yeah. get to the next thing, you got to get to the next meeting, you got to, you know, and that, yeah. that can be very tough and really cramp creativity. Really, yeah. truly. So I'm curious what this looks like for you and your team and your business, because you do spend a lot of time customizing and sending these videos. What are some of the ways that you and your team collaborate together to make sure you have your FaceTime and they can go out with their win formula and support you? Yeah. So it's a constant process of if anything, the, the thing we're always focusing on is if this takes 12 steps, can we get it down to eight? Can we get it down to six? So, and we're not talking about taking shortcuts in any capacity. So in your case, Andrea, I had made a video and the custom video, and then I did it in bomb bomb. So after I would do the video, it's on my phone I would key in your name. And then I'd be like, make these little notes and go there. And then I would send it to you and say, here, you know, I forwarded it to you with the email. So I labeled the video and now I'm emailing it to you. And I got to make sure I got the right email. And then I put in the subject line, a quick video for you. Now, the best part about bomb bomb, if you guys are not familiar with this is that there is this GIF, And so I'm holding up this little free app with uh, Andrea's name on it. And so it grabs her attention. But that finicking around of even forwarding the video and making sure I got the right email address, all that stuff, 
that could add an extra five or seven minutes to each video. So times that times 10 people that I want to connect with or get in my network on a Monday morning, that adds some time. So that's one of the things we looked at. I'm like, hey, once it's in BombBomb, they can go into the website because it's shared platform and they can forward these emails for me. And we created a process saying, here's what we're going to say in the subject line. Here's where you grab their email address. Boom, boom, boom. So then I was left out of it. So then I'm also not doing a video for you and stopping and then forwarding it to you and getting frustrated because, oh, I spelled your name wrong or it didn't go through and you're tinkering around and you're pulling yourself away from the energy. So that's a very basic example. But there's always a way, almost 90% of the time, where you can edit it and keep your focus in one area. So your energy, it's it's like water flowing. So it's not being redirected and dispensed. And, you know, it's almost like, If you picture in your left hand, a glass of water, and you look at that and you think, what could you do with that? Maybe you could water a plant. Maybe you could have a sip of it. Maybe you could dab it and, you know, put a cloth in and dab it and wipe your desk. There's probably, you could list 10 things that you could do with it. But if you take that and you knock it over and the water spreads everywhere, it's just going in all different directions. You don't get the use out of that. So really what I would ask you guys to think about is that's really like your energy and your focus and your attention. And so these little tweaks during the day just make you so much more efficient when you're going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. And it's just about you know seeing those areas where your team can come in support and boiling it down to the exact thing that you contribute and having them do the rest. So one of the places I see this working really well for you is LinkedIn. Um, how do you work with your team on building your LinkedIn community? Yeah. So that work is so important. And some of us really go, oh, social media, the beast, we have to constantly be feeding it. And what I would say, again, is you want to have yourself set up for success on that. So in our case, we do have processes in play that, you know, we agree on what's going to go up ahead of time. And my team put my team posts that for me, I don't. And then I also, in my case, I don't go into, you want to be really purposeful about your energy and your calendar. So I have it really scheduled of when I am going to hop into LinkedIn, like maybe at 3.30 for 15 minutes or whatever. But if I reached out to you and I sent a video and I my team monitors that. So I would be getting alert from them like, oh my gosh, she just responded to you. Like you need to know because we've been pursuing her. We want to connect with her. So they comb that for me and bring me in when necessary so that I'm not hopping in to see, oh, I sent you a video. I really want to connect with you. And then I see something else and I see an article I should be writing. And well, we all know how that goes, right guys? <laughs> so so it again, being purposeful about where your focus is and setting up system to support you that you can amplify your results. Most of my clients tell us within the first month of working with us that they get 25 hours back a week. And it's really just taking the inventory that you have, whatever it is you're doing with your day and making it more efficient for you. It's not about discipline because discipline wears you down, wears down the brain power. It's not about that kind of thing. It's just making it easier so that you can, if you choose, if let's say in my case where they're doing the post or doing other things or alerting me, maybe, maybe you want to give that your attention because maybe they're, they're someone like you, Andrea, where you're very talented and you're skilled at this. So maybe you do want more social media time. I want to do that every morning for an hour. Great. Then your win team would set up other things that could be done so that that could be your focus. So it's really just leaning into 
whatever your priority is. So that can have, you know, your breath and full attention on it. Okay. Got it. So your team is really working on both sides of creating the content and helping you build your community by staying on top of some of the the things that are happening on LinkedIn. Well, let me, I don't, my personally don't think I like if I'm going to create content, I think that's a very specialized skill. And I also, you can speak to this. I think it's hard to create content when it's about my voice. So I might, they may put a post up that I, we have repurposed a blog or quotes Mm -hmm. from something. So they repurpose my content. I don't personally believe that your team quickly can be your voice online. And then there's a little bit of a disconnect. So I believe that my team can support me so we can get more and more stuff done. And so that I could be leading in and, and in your case, like, you know, that's where I would set my team up and say, okay, we're going to do this. And now we're going to take Andrea's course. And now we're going to implement, see what she says, do here, this, there. So we implement that into our super toolkit. So it's consistent and efficient and just improves our game more and more, but you do, Having said that, there are times, I'll give you this little ninja trick. We have what we call a a spreadsheet called engagement stuffing. So I might have, in your case, you're going to have a baby. That's public knowledge now. So I have a list of 30 replies with emojis if you had a baby, right? So be like, oh, how adorable. And then I would have, because there's emojis I use and don't use, just like anything else in your personality. I don't use hard emojis. I think they're personal, whatever, right? So if we have this spreadsheet, so if they do put in a certain amount of time every day, just doing what I would call, I don't mean this in a negative way, but low level engagement. Like in your case, I would reach out, like I uh, responded to your pumpkin thing going, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. What a great thing. I did that, but then they'll respond to maybe 20 other people on different topics during the day. So that the algorithm I am, I've got a certain level of activity, but when I hop in for my 20 minutes on LinkedIn, it's for people I'm really super connected with. And I really want to maintain those relationships, but yet I've got a nice wide net on other things as well. Yes. Beautiful. And you know, this is the exact process that we use in our agency as well. So I love that, you know, hearing someone else's experience and approach to this within their team, because you don't have to do everything, you know, creating the the main pieces of content and having your team repurpose it is a great way to free up your time, Um, creating engagement plans for them. So they know who to comment on, what types of comments to share, that sort of thing, really helping you keep that warm network warm as you, as the business owner, focus on some of those um, higher level tasks, those tasks that do require more face time. Um, And a lot of people are doing this. I feel like sometimes as a small business owner approaching this strategy, we go, oh, but I feel like I have to do it all. And you don't, you really don't. (laughs) No, you don't. And when you try to do it all, I, I just think you do a number of things poorly. Like you just can't, you just can't be all things to all people at all times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my question then for you is I'm curious specifically how you and your company measures the success of some of these campaigns. So how do you know if, you know, your LinkedIn strategy is working or, you know, specifically outsourcing tasks to teams? One of the biggest questions we often get is, you know, I don't, I don't see the ROI in this particular task. So how do you determine that as a business owner? Yeah, there's a lot to that question. It's a it's a wonderful question. So the return on your investment on anything, you you also have to decide 
what are the real measurable things here? So if you've got an engagement plan and they're just keeping the warm leads warm, can you re- measure that return on your investment? Like, is that, you know, a, a real numbers game? Not so much, but you you might see it later when you stop doing it completely. So we all know there's just no way around it. We have to be on social media. So there's a couple of ways that we do it. One is I used to, I'm not a numbers person. Listen, there is an open space in my brain where like a window opened and all that there's a, there's leaves blowing around where math skills should be. And I just don't have it. Right. So it's almost entertaining and dangerous, but anyhow, so we had one person on our team, Kazel, when she came to us, she started really got me addicted to really effective, clear spreadsheets that communicate information at a glance and so easy to digest. So now I'm totally addicted to them. So we'll we'll put things in play there to monitor different things. Or if we're doing an outreach in a personal mailbox to LinkedIn, we definitely want to monetize that. Or I'm sending out videos like to you, Andre. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at Andre. I'm looking at how many responses I got. What should I tweak? What so we're always measuring. You can't improve what you don't measure, right? At the same time, you know, I would argue too that you cannot move forward, or I call you, I really say you're just a sufferpreneur. You're, you don't really have a business unless you have a team, because otherwise, you know, I had somebody on my podcast and he had his dad who was in business something like 40 years. And his father was a really sought after carpenter and people waited like six months to get a table made from him. They were thousands of dollars. And he had not a single assistant. He could have made blueprints. He could have been like the one that checked it at the end to make sure the table is up to par, all this stuff. So when he retired, he closed the barn and he started selling his equipment. Here's a hammer for 20 bucks. Here's like, oh my gosh, right? How painful is that? He could have been in his retirement getting like cutting it with the guy he'd been training for years, 50%. I don't need to tell you, like you get it, right? So I really truly believe that you need a team in order for you to show up, give whatever it is you want your energy and to move on to the next thing or else you are just jogging on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, especially as your business is leveling up, that team will help you really focus on those big picture tasks. Um, okay. Talk to me about what's next for your business. Are there any trends or new strategies that you're going to try in your marketing? Yeah. So let me just unpack one more second. Cause speaking of your situation, I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I know where they have a baby on Thursday and they're back like next Friday yeah. trying to do it while the, Oh, while the baby's sleeping, I'm on social media. Oh, while the baby's sleeping, I'll have a meeting. Like I have literally had meetings with people and no, that child, how old is that child? 14 days, you say, you know, so they don't have a team. And I firmly believe that your business should support your life, not consume it. That having these ambitions should not cost you and your family and your life. It shouldn't be soul crushing. So you're a glowing example of like, here, I'm, uh, this is what I'm going to do. And this is when I'll be off. And I'm going to give this my full attention. I'm going to do this well. Um, but it's a horrendous place to be in, to be up you know, oh, while I'm feeding the baby at two o'clock in the morning, I'll just put some posts on social media. People are living like that. It's unbelievable. It's not an exaggeration. It happens way more than you know. Yeah. 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 It, it, it is tough. And part of, you know, I'll, I'll do a whole 
separate podcast episode on the maternity leave, but that's part of it is I want, I'm really committed for my business to continue running. And that includes my social media presence as a social media person, right? As a social media professional, um, it'll seem like I'm not off, but that's all my team, right? And so this isn't uh, my opportunity to show what's possible. It's exactly what we do with our clients as well. And our agency is, you know, they don't log on to Instagram. We do it. So, you know, there's ways that you can be present and show up without it having to be you who hits the go button every single time. So yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Yeah. So your other question, yeah, right now what we've started to do is we have private and semi-private coaching and all that, but recently we have launched the winner's circle. So it just is another entry point, uh, Uh, less investment, but just all the main returns as far as really giving you the opportunity to explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule, allow you to move forward and have fun with a business because business should be fun. It's, it's, you know, we all left jobs that we didn't like for one reason or another. So your business should be fun and it should support your life instead of consuming it. So yeah, the winner's circle is opportunity, uh, to, to check that out and to really just have fun moving forward with whatever it is you want to do in your marketplace. Yes. Awesome. Congrats on that next step. And I know you also have a free gift for those who are listening. Can you tell us about that? For sure. Check out free gift, like it sounds free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S.com, free gift from Chris.com. And we've got some real goodies in there that we still charge for and something really special. If you check it out, once you get in there, you'll see it. You'll know why. And I'll tell you it's an audible version of my book. So, so we put that in, especially for your listeners. So yeah, check it out. Awesome. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well on landrea.com slash one nine six. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you know what? I am an amazing company. I'm thrilled to be on your on your list of guests. I uh, I'm a fantastic company and quite proud to be here. Awesome. This was such a great interview. Those of you who are listening, I hope you took lots of notes. And if you enjoy this episode, let us know on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Leave us a review and tell us your thoughts. It helps support the show and keep us in the top 100 marketing podcasts. Next week, I have special guest Kate All on the show. She's going to be talking all about your Pinterest strategy and what you should be focusing on this year. You'll definitely want to tune into that episode. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at online Drea. I love getting voice direct messages from you. So hang out with me there. I'd love to hear from you. That's all for today. Bye for now.